I found a box of old cassette tapes. They weren't numbered, they weren't dated, and they weren't organized whatsoever. These are those tapes. Right, old Frank tells me you were a pretty good driver, yeah? You ready to be the wheel person? You the wheel man? Uh, yep. I'm a, uh, I can drive a, almost any vehicle. Um, I'm, I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad he, that he told you about me. Uh, just got out of Kip. Yeah, Looking he said you work. were right, right fit, set for it, up and a down, twos and threes and all that. Ready, right and ready. Yo, I can gym uh, in a jam and jam in a gym, you know, put in the, I did the Big Ben job. I did the, uh, the Louvre. Uh, I did the, uh, you know, uh, the Barnes and Noble. Who the hit the Louvre? And what did you get out of Barnes and Noble? I didn't hear about that one. Well, I don't know because I'm not stealing the stuff, you know. Oh, right. You're outside waiting. I and have... that song coming running out with a stack full of books, each of them. There's five guys, masks, you know, and they got, uh, you know, that, that job was very challenging because they had just got a mini. So I'm driving a mini and they got five guys, all with books, getting in and immediately trying to start reading the books with the masks on, you know, and like it was the worst of times. It was the best of times of reading the books. Well, I'm trying to drive a getaway, you know, police, you know, we got the bobbies right behind us. Wee, 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 you and know. They, and then I would go into the rye and I would catch her, you know, and they each reading a different different thing. And all I'm trying to drive, got the bobbies behind me. Each of these fellas, it was all guys on that one, big readers, I guess, you know, we just got their books from the Barnes and Nobles, popping in the car, immediately starting reading. I'm trying to drive, police behind me, and I... I one of them had brought me a sandwich, which I thought would be rude not to eat. So I'm also trying to eat the sandwich, you know, mm, yum, 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 you know, because. Well, how, hold on. Uh, so I had, you know, all this going on. We still got away clean. So I'm just saying, you know, that's a recommendation for me. Well, it's, it's, that's excellent to hear that you got away. But first of all, how, how did the, the, the coppers get on you so quickly? That in, the, in this type of job, that would never happen. We wouldn't have the police well, even sniffing what, around. What, uh, well, what happened was. You know, the guys go in with their masks on, very attention-getting, at a Barnes & Noble. There was a kiddie reading hour going on. You know, there's reading a rabbit story or something. And there's a kiddie reading hour going on. Five guys with masks come in, get on the floor. This is a robbery. You know, so I, I mean, because I can't control what the guys are doing inside. They say getting on the floor, this is a robbery. You know, you know, in a bookstore, that's going to get some attention, you know. Yeah, and that's, that's you know, right and unprofessional. what happened was some of the guys is getting right to business, you know, getting the books that they want. But, you know, they're all in different sections. You know, you would say you want a cookbook, you want a poetry book, you want something like a thriller, like a Dean Koontz. You know, those are all in different. So they're stopping and asking, oh, excuse me, can you tell me, you know, I was looking for a graphic novel, something like I liked. I liked uh, Funhouse or like I'm an Alison Bechdel fan. You know, this is asking for stuff around the store, asking for the favorites. And then if something's out, they're saying, you know, could you could you call the other store, see if they have a new one, what you know, and then they're like, oh, maybe we go rob that one next, you know. And then one guy, you know, he, well, and who can blame him, you know, he started, he was, uh, he, Kate Atkinson, who writes these kind of really complicated, twisty thrillers, detective type things. 
he stops and he's like, oh, maybe I won't get this one. And he's reading a little, you know, because you get drawn in. He's seeing, do I want it? You know, well, they're supposed to be Robin. But you can't blame him because it's very exciting. You know, and then, of course, he's like, oh, shit, I'm supposed to be Robin. And then he sticks it in his bag. And then then they finally come out. But, you know, I was fighting a good, you know, 15, 20 minutes while they sort out which books. Because you can't carry it, a million books, you know. They each has got to rob the books that they want. I mean, are you on Rocky? What, how are you keeping track of everything that's going on? And why it sounds to me like a sloppy shoplifting in there. It doesn't sound like yeah. a heist at all. Well, you, it's not even old first edition books. These are right, new off-the-shelf paperbacks. What is hey, this? Listen, you, you're preaching to the choir, mate. That's how I wound up in, you know, eventually in Kip. Because I don't know when these guys hire me for the job, you know, they're taking me to the, you know, where they where we're going, where they give me the directions. There's actually a big art museum right across the street. From the barns, my assumption is we're going in there. You know, they're going to go in. They're going to get a couple paintings. We're going to be out there lickety-split. You know, we got six guys in a mini getting out of there fast and we're driving down the subway stairs, the whole whole situation. And then they get, there, they get out of the car instead of going to the museum. They run into the Barnes & Noble. So that's how I actually wound up in Kip because, you know, they gave the people inside 15, 20 minutes to call the police officers Next thing I know, I've got the bobbies on my tail and I did get away, got away clean, get them to back where they're going, real nice cottage. These guys, you know, and they're going in just quietly sitting down and then, you know, start on their reading, you know, next Why to the are they reading? Where, what on earth is a reading about? I don't get that at all. That's what they were, that's what they were heisting. They just wanted the books. So they got the books and they go back to the cottage, they're reading and whatever. I drive out of there, but I think, you know, there's plenty of time I was caught on CCTV outside the Barnes and Noble because they're in there for so long. Like I'm the one who got the raw. And you know, I did my part of the job. I got them in, I got them out, I got away. Well, what but was they your cut? I went outside the fucking Barnes and Noble. I think they're going the other way. They're going in to get a couple of paintings, maybe a nice little statue, you know, sell it to some Russian buyers, millions of dollars. That's what you think you get you, you got these guys doing. This I don't know. I think they were maybe just like a book club who thought like that's be funny. Maybe we have some spending money. Let's do a heist. Well, what was your cut out me. of all this? And what'd you make away what? with? Why would you do this? They gave me two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. We're from the books. Who are these people? No, what? that's what I'm saying. I think it's just for the thrill. I think one of them's independently wealthy and is having a book club. And they, they maybe they read a heist book or something. They said, you know, we could do that. And they they spend 250 250 quid i said dollars sorry i've been i'm i'm in the midst of also booking a job in america it's a long story sorry as soon as i said 250 quid 250 thousand quid they're paying me go back is it 250 or 250 thousand quid what we do fifty thousand dollars that's why i think they're doing a big you know like an isabel gardner situation that they're going in, they're getting stuff worth fifty million. You know, there's something they're going to sell to some secret buyers. Going to put it in his closet in his third mansion and just go in there every once in a while. Like, oh look, I have a mirror. But it wasn't that at all. They just go into the Barnes and Noble. They each get a big stack of books. Some of them got a backpack, and there, there we are. It sounds like you were That's involved. That's how I wound in- up in Kip, not because of my driving, because I got me idling out on on the fucking street outside the Barnes and Noble for you know fifteen twenty minutes. So you got away, but you still ended up being Kip. What's Kip? Jail. Where are you from? You sound like you're British. I call it the... Li- I don't call it Kip. I mean, come on, I'm not a child. Come on. I call it the Slammer. Old school. Old school. They were doing big heists here, yeah? 
This ain't, this ain't a lobbying expedition to Barnes & Noble. I'm not paying you with copies of Encyclopedia Brown. This is a big money, okay? We're talking locks and stocks and all the barrels, my friend. And I want to know, what was your Louvre job? If you've done this one here, this one where you got away with some... Uh, um, some first edition paperback what have you done that got you some actual loot that wasn't financed by someone that fancied making a, a fake sort of crime i bet that the bobbies you saw chasing you around had had costume tags hanging off their uniforms yeah so you sorry you want to hear about when i did the loot i want to hear about the real crimes yeah the loot other places you've been well, i don't know i don't always know what to crime what crime they're fucking doing, you know? Like, you're hiring me. You haven't said what you're doing yet. We'll give it a I'm name. engaged because the price is right. Yeah, we'll give it a name, you know? We call it something fun, like, oh, this is the Nimba. You say, oh, I worked on the Nimba job. Now, that doesn't deal with yeah, a location. Fine, but what I'm saying is, as a driver, I'm kind of like a temp, you know? I'm not, like, one of the main guys. Like, if you ever seen a movie, like, the driver's not usually a main guy. He's, like, a guy they find. So, like, when I did, like, the Louvre, you know, I thought the guy's going in there, he's going to steal a painting. And he was stealing a painting, but also his girlfriend was one of the security guards. So he does a thing, you know, he's, he's going to steal the painting, but he also tied her up. And then she's scared, you know, she all know what's happening. He proposes, gets down on a knee, proposes to her, then he steals the painting. And then takes her with him, and then they'll never see that security guard again. You know, she didn't know her boyfriend was now fiance, I guess. I don't mean to be disrespectful. Was a thief, you know, and he steals the painting, proposes, and then the two of them get out of there, never seen them again. That's a clean job. And I assume, you know, that that would have made some nice money. And uh, but they, you know, they're long gone. I don't know where they are, Turks and Caicos, you know, Germany. Who knows where they, where everybody I don't keep you know, I don't stay in touch. I wouldn't call that a clean job in that she referenced his name. And it wasn't a distraction. I understand if you're doing something like that off to the side. Say, hey, I'm going to do a thing where I'll get in on my knee right proper and act like, oh, everyone in the, in the museum's going to turn around and take pictures. Boom, we're nicking the picture off the wall right behind them. I understand that. But for her to look up in his eyes and say, oh, Jacob, why, it's you. How do you not get caught there? And if you bring your personal business into this Nimba job, you won't be on it. I'll tell you that. But, but it was this this wasn't my personal business. I don't know that it was nighttime. She's a nighttime security guard. And he's going in, you know, down on one knee. She's frightened. He ties her up. Then he gets down on one knee, surprise, it's me, whatever his name was, gives her the ring. She puts it on, happy, happy, happy. They steal a painting. They go out. Now she's like, oh, now I'm on the run with. You know, whoever this guy was, the thief, and now they, you know, I don't know, they might have kids by now. This was years ago. So, you know, it was that was a clean job though. But what I'm saying is I don't have any control. What you're telling me, I don't know what Nimba means. It sounds like I, I don't know, is that it sounds like the Lion King, but well, that's the what, thing, King. Use your use your numbers. There you go. Okay, that's old school Cockney. Okay, Nimba, Simba, King of the What? Where are we headed? Yeah, keep up. So this is the sort of thing we're using lingo. All right, that's just an example name of a possible job. I'm not telling you this one's called Nimba. It just could be. But I want. Well, to... But I just feel like you're giving me the business. Well, I come hardly recommended. You come recommended by old Frank. You know, we had Terry O on the, on the pedals before. She's very good. But I'll tell you, you know, she got Nick. She's serving time. 
Frank, Frank says, you know, I've got someone else. But as you know, he's getting up there his years, and I've had a few people. He, he sent me one guy on a job a while back, ended up just being a birder. I told him, hey, you know, wait over here. We're coming back for you. I come back. He's got his binoculars out. He's just staring at birds. And we had to end up running for it, jump on a boat. Luckily, we had a, a backup plan. But, I mean, I'm a little nervous now taking a recommendation from old Fred, you know. What? Oh, sorry, I thought it was all Frank. I call him both. It's a nickname thing we have going. All right. I just, you know, I'm telling you that I come, you know, I got a good track record. If you want more references. Yeah, I would just want to hear about a job where maybe you had a bit more of a planning involved or something that got away right clean. Nobody getting in the, in the way. Oh, no, a crime no one knows about. You know, the type of thing we all well, sit around. Well, if I tell you about it, then you know about it, don't you? Well, I've, t- I've heard about the Barnes & Noble. No one even called it a heist. People said, uh-oh, we lost $80 worth of books today. That was it. It wasn't even in the papers. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was more like they was they was doing a prank, wasn't they? But I got involved. They came to me, you know, I heard them through the regular channels. You know, somebody says he's a friend. You know, he's ri- it was rich. He checked out. He paid me the money. You know, I got half up front. Half on delivery, get back to the cottage. They're putting the kettle on. One of them brings out the briefcase. As far as I know, I'm done. I'm, I'm scrolling. You know, I'm scrolling. Linger in the street. What? Sorry to be on my phone, but I found the article. And here's a quote directly from the woman who claims, I had no idea. I was in my car. I drive a mini. Six men climbed in. I was scared, but I noticed they were just reading books. And she was let go with no further questioning. So either... You're a genius, was part of it the whole time. All these fellas just came running out of the bookstore and climbed completely arbitrarily yeah. into yeah. your car. I just told you I wasn't kept, didn't I? Well, that could be for something else if it was from well, this. They said oh, I said that and then they let me go with no further questions and later they came back, I got arrested. How long were you because in they interrogated they caught all the thieves on camera too. They wind up, you know, all they did was steal a little bit of books, just shoplifting. Basically, they didn't even have guns. It's just, you know, a, your average bookshop clientele here is get on the floor. This is a robbery. They're getting down without even looking for guns. They didn't even do anything. They was basically shoplifting. They did a short bid. I do a long bid because I'm I was hired for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And to drive a getaway car, that's a bigger, you know, when I was violating all kinds of traffic laws, obviously, when they went back and looked. So I did a longer bit. But, of course, at first I told them, I was just like, oh, I was just in my car. I was having a sandwich and the five men got in and I didn't know what was happening and all that. And they let me go because I'm very good at lying. And then, you know, now, but but I guess, you know, I would want to know a little bit more about your job. Am I traveling? Are we doing it here? Where are we where are we going? Well, let me. You ever t- you ever heard about a job called the Turco's Tree? The what? The Turco's Tree. You ever heard about that one? Yeah. Okay. Everybody heard of that one. Yeah, but nobody knows. I'm letting you in on some insider stuff here. And if you're wearing a wire, this can't be incriminating because I'm talking in a purely hypothetical. Yeah. But we yeah. had. I'm not wearing a wire. I wouldn't even. I don't even know. Well, you, the the main thing you've bragged about thus far is being in Kip, and and that leads me I to believe. Bragging about that, I was just telling you what you probably. What I'm saying is, as you know, I'm offering a discount on this job because 
I'd just been in KIP, you know, and there's always a chance somebody's tailing me, whatever, monitoring. I don't think they are, but I'm offering, when you're coming out of KIP, you're not as in demand as a driver as if you'd not been in KIP at all. So I'm just offering it, telling you, being upfront, being an upfront person when I interview. You know, oh, I don't understand. Care what the job I- is, I try to be honest, try to do the job, take the money, move on with my life. I understand. And I'm excited to work with you, depending on if you're ready for a job like this. This isn't stealing books and this isn't watching a wedding proposal and then jaunting off. This is high speed driving. This is likely felony one. OK, stuff keeps you in kip. You don't come out from this if if we get caught. So for the Turco's tree, we're going after diamonds, smash and grab. It's almost Pink Panther style. Big, big bow move straight at them, over guardrails, tractors involved, smash balls, windows out, cutting torch, got the diamond over the guardrail into a, a, a motorbike on the back of it, running through streets. Coppers chasing behind us, boom down some stairs, onto a boat, speed across the channel, yeah, Onto a right. bigger boat, yeah, onto a right. car, onto a magnet that's from above, pulling the car up, off onto On the it. road, boom, away we go, yeah? You can do oh, something like that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've done that before. One time I did, I was in Washington, D.C., did, uh, you know, I was actually waiting on the roof with a helicopter that had a small car inside, a pilot the helicopter off the grounds. We get in the small car, we get in the car. The car itself drives, you won't believe this, onto a motorcycle that has a special platform. So the motorcycle now driving the car, we all transfer onto the motorcycle, release the car, boom, it goes behind us. Motorcycle goes into the back of an airplane. We all know that the motorcycle itself also has a parachute on it. Plane takes off. They think we're on the plane. Boom. We parachute out on the motorcycle down onto a mountain road. Motorcycle hits a rock. We all go onto the back of each and individual individual sheep and I'm very experienced at making sheep go fast so we get the sheep going very fast down the mountain up then we're onto a thresher the farmer's fine knock the farmer off driving the thresher through the field then onto actually a rock where you you have to stand on the rock and I lever the rock lever the rock up with rock starts rolling we're running on it like a cartoon character you know and then that ditches us into a river where we each are grabbing a log Everyone's on a log over the waterfall into the original car that's still in the plane, which had been dropped into the river right then. So we get into the car, back in the car, up driving out of the river onto the most peaceful little lane you ever saw. No one's the wiser. Bob's your uncle. Let me tell you for the first time since I've met you, you've got my confidence and you've got my attention. I, this is the sort of thing we want to be doing, yeah? I don't quite understand why you go back to a car that was the focus initially, but perhaps by mm-hmm. then the authorities have moved on. Either way, a lot where you're thinking, a lot where your head's well, at. I didn't tell you, in the in the plane, they're painting the car, aren't they? They're changing out the license. Oh, plate. beauty, that's The car beauty. looks totally different when it gets dropped in the river. There you no go. No one can identify it. We're driving it up out of the river and also, we've changed clothes. By the time we get in that car the last time, you know, one thing we do is on the sheep, I'm shearing the sheep, I'm knitting the sweaters, right? So when we get in there, we look like four Scottish tourists on vacation in these big jumpers, you know, because it's late fall. And, you know, I had some wigs also with me. So we each got a wig and a jumper. We look like four redheaded Scotsmen on holiday by the time we get back in that car. That's perfect. 
That's absolutely yeah, perfect. What was the name of that job? What job? What did they call that? Oh, that was the that. Well, oh, that one. Well, that one's. Now, if I tell you the name, you're going to be surprised because of what we took. Sure, I will. But I'm interested it was because the Kennedy I... Keeper. It was the Kennedy Keeper, wasn't it? Oh yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah, this one where you sit around a pub and someone, oh, you know, are you part of the Kennedy Caper, and you want to say yes. You say, "Oh, I've heard about that one." I wish you were. I wish I was. I don't ride a sheep. I couldn't do it. But from what I've heard, yeah, we took all of JFK's clothes that was in the Smithsonian. Oh, beauty! You got to use sheep if yeah. you're doing something that daring. Yeah, you got to get away. Mm. Well, let me tell you about this job, okay? You've got my confidence. I want. We're still working on a plan. I don't know if you've done any mime work, but that's something I workshop just kind of spitballed about, thinking, yeah, no one's looking at a mime. But basically, we're trying to go out to the equivalent of you've heard of Alcatraz, San Francisco. You know that. Yeah. Okay, well, there's water all around it. It's rocks, maybe sharks. We don't know. The water's very cold. We've got people on all angles looking at sonar, underground pipes, lasers that'll be working it. But they keep a huge sum of money that no one knows about in Alcatraz. That's why they shut it down. They do tours right over it to just make people feel stupid. They they like to go back after and laugh. And these idiots didn't even know they were 40 feet from one of the world's biggest sums of money at all times it's to back up immense wealth from the techies okay so we're stealing directly from the wealthiest people on the planet and we've got to do it to get into alcatraz now i want to propose a way how do we get out there do we dress as tourists are we mimes pretending to do a show on alcatraz hey welcome we're the mimes we need to get underground. We've got a jackhammer. We've got to work around lasers. We've got to use a little bit of programming and coding. Of course, we've got a team to do it. We've got tech people on our side. However, once we load this gigantic amount of money onto a boat, get across the harbour, what do we do then? I'm, I'm all ears. I'm, I'm curious what your plan is and where should we go? Well, I'm a little lost. We go into Alcatraz to get the money. Yeah. You're wondering how now, because I'm wondering. I'm the driver, right? But we need to do you're the you're the planner, yeah. And I'm the driver, and you're asking me to do the planning bit. Well, I want to hear. I want to make sure you're comfortable. Okay, it's an okie doke trickle goke. I want to know what we're doing, blue and bloke. You know what I'm saying? We got to get in there and know that everyone feels comfortable in their arrangement. The the jackhammer guy, he's been living there about six months. Okay, he's he's holed right. up in a cave, eating only MREs right. and NASA food, and he's right. he's getting himself ready. Where when the jackhammering starts, he's already enclosed himself in so much concrete, and he uses a breathing apparatus that they won't even hear it. And he'll tunnel his way out, draw the money not, out. He's not going to hear the jackhammer. Right. He's been living under and pouring immense amounts of concrete so that it'll just feel like a little rumble from the waves. Now, we could show up as mimes or we could play drums and just stand there and, oh, we're playing drums and welcome to the show, kiddos. All the while. So we're, we're to go to Alcatraz and pretend to be playing drums. Potentially, I just I'm spitballing here because we've got to do a distraction similar to the wedding proposal to get everyone's ears off of the, the jackhammer. Well, that be a wedding low proposal hum. wasn't a distraction. That was he. A, that was what he had planned as a proposal. That's right. That's right. But this because it was night time. There's nobody there. He's not distracting anyone. He's genuinely in love with this woman. Imagine this: you're a thief. 
and you fall in love unbeknownst to you with a security guard at the Louvre and the whole time you're having this relationship, you're panicking going, I'm a thief, I'm a criminal and I'm, I've accidentally, because I didn't meet at the Louvre, I've accidentally fallen in love with a straight arrow, you know, a, a, a woman who's a security guard, my nemesis, you know, he's going, how am I ever going to tell her my truth? You know, how am I ever going to tell this woman that I'm a thief, but I do love her. So he comes up with this idea, you know, that he's going to steal something from the Louvre. And on that night, he's also going to reveal himself and propose to this woman, this Romeo and Juliet situation, you know. Well, I don't be, know. They can't be apart. He proposes, very romantic. And she's in the moment saying, he is a guy I love, who cares if he's a thief? Yes, it's against everything I believe in. It's against everything I stand for. But I'm going to say yes. And she followed her heart. She said yes. And he takes the painting. And they, I drive him, you know, I drove him off, dropped him at the location, pre-approved of and got the second half of my money. I don't see him again, but I believe in them. And I believe in their love. It wasn't a distraction. It was true love. I'd love to believe that. I really would. But... Here's the thing, I don't understand how on earth he could tie her up and her still maintain any level of affection for him. Yeah, you're tying someone up, you've got to use tough language. You, oh, move, hold oh, steady, don't say anything. And then she's got her back I to him. He was one of those real smooth Michael Caine type guys, though. Oh, he had a like Michael a young, Like picture a young Michael Caine, but with the looks oh, of a middle-aged Jude Law. Okay, well, my my word, who could who could resist a smooth yeah. talker gentleman like that? Okay, well, yeah. we and he's got like the penis of a Harrison Ford because I saw it when I was changing in oh, the who, car. Who knows what Harrison Ford's penis is like? Oh, there's a website well, where you can see almost anyone's unit, and that's a, a selling celebrityunits dot ru. Are you? I, well, I have it's all kinds of tabloid. You know, everybody, you know, celebrities love to sunbathe nude when they think nobody's around on a vacation. They book some house on an island. They're like, all right, here I go, because they love themselves very much. Taking off their clothes, all the kit is off. They're going out on a rock. They're kissing Diane Keaton or whatever. Next thing you know, the swinger swangles dangling in the breeze. And, of course, there's some guy with a telephoto camera out on a boat. Snappy, snappy, snappy. You can see almost anyone's penis these days. That's exciting news, but I don't really, I don't like to do, you know, as much as I like stealing and getting in place I don't need to be, that's their privacy, you know. I'd, I'd feel weird looking at the website, yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's out there, you know, it's all right. You know, I don't have a lot of vices. I quit everything, you know. Every once in a while I'll take a peeky-poo at, you know, somebody's, somebody's Jimmy John. You know, just curious, you know, oh, what's Pierce Brosnan got going on down south? So you know? we're, you're waiting out in the mini and you're just browsing along through famous yeah, well, people. You no, know, not one. Then I'm just waiting. I don't do that kind of stuff when I'm working. I feel like you're constantly casting dispersions on me. Meanwhile, you're planning to go to Ilcatraz as a mime. Well, if, how is that a dispersion? I'm, here's the thing. Aspersion. Okay? Casting aspersions, not dispersions. Dispersions? What's an aspersion? Casting aspersions. I don't, I don't even know what that is. It's doing an insult. It's not. A, it's an aspersion. Casting aspersions. Casting aspersions. I, I don't know if I knew that. 
I don't know well, if I need. Anyway, I'm not trying open to learn something. Not trying to insult you at all. What I'm trying to say is, say we've got Clive Owen with whoever's penis you fancy at the moment, and he can go with us to Alcatraz. Yeah, we get the jackhammer guy money out of the 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 tunnel he sort of creates. We get the lasers shut off by our tech person, and now you're waiting in the boat, but you've got to cross the channel. You got to blend in. They see a boat coming to Alcatraz. They're going to go, oh, whoa, who's this? What's she doing? And so how are you going to get yourself to us if we're looking like either a bunch of mimes and again, Clive Owen with an ideal penis in your mind, there's man in the charge. We jump in a boat. Where are we headed? Well, if we're in the the Bay Area in San Francisco, what you want to do, you know, everyone's expecting you. What he here's what I do. You're gonna you're gonna circle around. First of all, good to go on like a holiday when like a holiday themed boat. Weirdly, sometimes you want to do the most attention getting thing because then they're gonna look for that thing. Right. So like say it's Christmas, you're gonna go in a, a boat that's shaped like a big Christmas tree. You know, you call it like the Christmas tree ferry or something like that. You, you're going out, you got like what looks like, you know, your tourists aboard or whatever. You're dropping them at Alcatraz. They're looking around. You're anchoring your boat. You seem like the biggest ding-dang fool in the world. You're the pilot of the Christmas tree boat. I got like a, what, like a Santa beard and a Santa outfit on. Everybody, um, it's like no one's looking that I'm up to something because I'm literally in the most attention-getting yacht you've ever seen right so i'm dropping you off you guys do the job you're hopping on then i got it all prepared you know that under that boat is a little submarine right you got a little submarine so we're going down through the bottom of the boat the boat sails off i got a mannequin dressed at santa you know i point it in the direction back towards the city that's where the chase and meanwhile we're in a submarine going completely the other way Right, and we got one of my assistants under the Golden Gate Bridge with, with a with grappling hooks, you know. And then we're in the submarine. We go, then we position ourselves directly under them, quick as a knicker. They're lowering the hook. They got the submarine. They're pulling us up. Then we're under the bridge. Under the bridge is all kinds of like little rails and rods and whatnot. We're out to the submarine. The submarine stays there under the bridge. They're not looking for it. They don't know we're there. We we we're latching in. We got our bungees on. We we got got our little you know a holster on, we harnessing into the bridge, then we're crawling off the bottom of the bridge towards Marin, get out of the water in Marin, looking like scuba divers just out for the day. We're up on the shore. Nobody's looking for us. No one's any the wiser. They're chasing Santa back to San Francisco. We're in Marin out of fucking Starbucks, having a protein box and a coffee. And next thing you know, you're back on your plane, you're home. Here's the deal with that. You're hired. What? I said you're hired. You're on the team. All right, then. All right, then. Sorry to put you through the paces, yeah, and three and three and two to blow, but you got to know. Another half hour. It's all right. Okay. Well, look, I'll be be messaging you. In fact, we've got a guy. I'll message you. Keep checking celebritydingdongs.ru, and I'll be messaging you through that site. Make sure you set up a profile and do it under the name Carol Q. I'll message you through that, and we'll get you the, the plan set up, get your boat and your Santa costume, and we'll see you soon. All right, then. Thanks very much. Have a great day. No, I will. These Are Those Tapes is improvised and produced by Wendy Molyneux and David Huntsberger. For more information, please visit 
These are those tapes.com. <laughs>